guys, I brought beers too. You guys have oh. some Negro Modelos, but I've got some. Oh, what did you bring? We actually I got a smorgasbord. Nice. We were uh, halfway done with our beers by the time you arrived. Oh, yeah, I was late. Mm. Again. Yeah. Imagine that. A rainbow cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we do this? I'm down. Let's welcome everyone. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Brian. And I'm Lane. Um, and I'm Lane. <laughs> we're going to talk to you about cars. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you might as well talk about it. Top Gear, go. Chris Evans is out. He quit. Quit. Isn't there... I, I, saw, I saw there's some uh, sexual scandal, like an oh. investigation from a long time ago. Oh. What? That's one thing I saw. Huh. Which websites are you reading? Um, <laughs> sexual, <laughs> sexual scandal.gov.org. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> Um, I didn't read that. I just saw the one thing. Yeah, I saw Art, that in one thing. But... Art had sent. Oh, by the way, Art is on assignment. He'll be joining us for the next mm. episode. But uh, yes, yeah, it's too bad. We're artless. Yeah, We're artless. But, and then there no was art. the the like Joey from Friends. You know, there was the thing that said he said it was either him or Chris Evans were leaving. Oh. Basically, I can't work with this guy, so it's either him or me. Dang. And then all of a sudden, Chris Evans, you know. "Quote unquote quits, uh-huh. moving on to new opportunities. Sure, like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another uh, bigger show than Top Gear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think any. Yeah. I've never heard anyone that liked him. Well, I'm I'm kind of coming. I'm in the dark on this because I haven't seen the new episodes. So I know, me neither. I all I've heard is you guys talk about it and what I've kind of gathered on the you know Twitter sphere. So I'm sure they have a full season done. Uh, I don't know. I Maybe I not. bet they did. I'm betting they did like. You know, put like five or six, you know, a lot of times they'll do like a quarter of the season in the can and then mm. they kind of yeah. keep it going. Do multiple episodes yeah. a day kind of thing for a while and then cut them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well. So it's kind of interesting. I watched the newest uh, Top Gear today. It was on air on Monday night. Hmm. And I don't know. It's pretty good, actually. I mean, for what it is, yeah. Joey tests the new uh, uh, 911R. Oh, cool! And it was basically just talking about how it's an analog car, kind of the whole the whole gist of it was this is a this is an analog car, and it doesn't matter how fast it goes zero to sixty, and people are you know too consumed and bench racing and all that, but this car can you know you can the feel and rolling through the gears and that's and great. That's what we were hoping. They emphasized we were all that before. a lot. And he's an owner of a GT two. He is. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good guy to judge. Nine yeah. seven GT two, right? Mm, yes. Um and it's funny, we talked about this car when it was first rumored on our podcast and talking about how maybe this is kind of a sea change of the whole analog car thing and yeah, maybe we don't need these thousand horsepower, whatever. Yeah, and that's what he was. Cars. He was saying that cars have gotten faster, but they haven't necessarily gotten more entertaining or more fun to drive. Exactly, they've just been getting faster and faster. And that was Gordon Murray's take on the whole hypercar hybrid, you know, four thousand pound beasts. That sure, they're faster than a McLaren F1, but and Bugatti Veyron kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I think they need to add lightness and just see what happens. Like the 911R, right? So with the 911R, yeah. do we have a, a weight difference between that and like a GT3? You know, I don't know. 400 pounds or something like that? Oh, I doubt it's that big. Okay. I bet it's like, if anything. I thought they took like a crazy amount of savings, like uh, 
doors are thinner. I don't think so. Okay. Dude, I think it's, I mean, that's what the original 911R, like back in the, yeah, back in the day was, but I don't think this one's like that. I think that it's, that would be impressive. Essentially just that it doesn't have the arrow and it has smaller tires and a manual transmission. Okay. And the body isn't as wide, right? Exactly. It's a narrow body, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, but we'll see. And, so, but there is rumors of the new GT3, the next one's going to be manual, a manual. Option. Yeah. Or option. Yeah. So I was with a I'm customer last week, and he has a 911R coming. Oh, cool. Nice. So that's pretty exciting. So I'll get to see that. Do you know base. what color it's going to be? He said... All of them I've seen have stripes. Silver with stripes. striped elite. Striped elite. Yeah. Silver, silver. with striped elite. Yeah. Oh, you I like just it. go straight boring. Yeah. It's going to look just like a normal 911. Maybe that's the idea. Or a GT3. Kind of fit in a little bit more. You know, you don't want to... <laughs> I'm sure that 911R will fit in so well yeah. amongst the Priuses and Teslas. Because I was checking out this customer's uh, 911 GT3 RS, which is silver. Mm-hmm. And then he was telling me about his R that's coming. Is he going to keep the GT3? Yeah. yeah he yeah. never sells cars. So okay. he keeps everything. But it was funny because... We're talking about it, and the we were talking about the value and stuff, and how the 911R is instantly worth way more than he's paying for the car. Yeah, right. Because well, he's getting it for whatever sticker. Yep. And it's instantly a collector's item and worth like probably fifty percent more than what he pays. Was that true for the GT4? No, it didn't do the same thing. No. Yeah. And they're still for sale. They like kind of made a second batch. It or, wasn't limited production, but they didn't really. limit them to like this is limited to five hundred or no no what is the number? Or it's a nine nine one or it's some it, significant it is, number. It, or yeah, something. it is a, a number. So it's basically nine eighteen owners are able to buy them. Yeah, which my customer is. And why the hell wouldn't you if you're a nine eighteen owner? Yeah, even just to resell it or to look at it once. Exactly. I don't know. So what would he's, stop you? he's basically in this position where if you don't buy this car, you're an idiot because yep. it gains 50% yeah. value right off the bat. And there was a lot yeah. of people doing that with GT4s. They, they got that yep. allocation. Yeah, they got the allocation. They were able to make a little money. Yep. And GT3 RS is the same way. Like, if you were able to buy that car, why wouldn't you? You can make a hundred grand, right? you know, 50 to a hundred grand right off the bat. Crazy. So if one was looking for a job, you could effectively just, like, buy a 918 to start and then get all these rare models. Although that Porsche is, they have to have one point one over a million dollars. Well, it always takes a little bit of money to make That's money. That's true. Right? No, but you also have to be kind of on the list to get a nine eighteen. I think. Oh yeah, you can't so just you, buy a nine eighteen. Yeah, I mean, just, I would have to plan ahead. I'd have to get the next version. Yes, you have to plan ahead. Um, you could also play in the Masters someday, but it's going to take some work. How's that? Your whole job is just buying exotic cars for yourself? I guess that's job. buying and selling cars. There's probably more than one uh, wealthy son who's doing that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I think we know one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's crazy. So, yeah, the, the 911R, that's like probably the new car that's gotten the most airplay on Driving While Awesome podcast. Yeah, because we were hyping it before it was so hyped. Hype. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I think Warren brought it up. Yeah, like, you read seen, about I'd it. I'd seen a report that was a rumor that... A year and a half ago or two years yeah, ago. Yeah, a board member said that they're wanting to do this, and that was right when the GT3 RS came out. So, you have this buzz about this crazy Porsche, but it's automatic only, and then this rumor comes out. And we were talking about it like... They were looking at these companies like Singer or, you know, all these, you know, aftermarket yeah. tuners, and they're making these, quote-unquote, focused cars. And like, well, fuck, we're Porsche. We can do that. Yeah. You want to do that? Like, yeah. You this pay this, more for less? <laughs> this 911R on, uh, on Top Gear was like, shoot, I'm trying to think what color it was. I think it was 
silver or white with green stripes. I think silver with green stripes. And then it had like a um, like a medium, like a baseball mitt, tan leather and like interior. That's pretty cool. With houndstooth centers, oh, and they're wow. like brown and and white houndstooth. So good. It was pretty cool, dude. And they're the full buckets of the carbon. And everything. I mean, so it's like a modern, like, Recaro killer seat, yeah. but with this kind of old style. Not bad. Pretty good combination. Pretty yeah. yeah. And the green's kind of cool. I, I kind of like the green stripe. It's And it, it's one of the rare ones where the stripe is actually really awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times the stripes and the accents are, like, getting the whatever, the sticker delete stuff is probably a good call in a lot of cases. But, um, yeah, here it's pretty cool. I like I'd have to. I'd have to really, it would be a hard choice. It'd be a fun choice, but I don't know if I'd go stripes, but I'd have to see. Yeah. I like, like, 430 scuds with stripes. Yeah. But I don't like the 458, uh, what is it, the uh, whatever. The, it, but it's the Italia, but it's the, the special um, one. Yeah, Apert. Uh, no, that whatever it is, yeah. uh, I don't like I that. I don't like that stripe kit because it's broken up by the front vent on the nose and it looks all funky. Well, the stripe comes out of that in that that and outlet. it doesn't. So it only matches up if you're looking straight at it. Exactly. But if you're looking at it from an angle, it looks all yes. fucked up, kind of. Yeah, exactly. So all fucked up. All fucked up. Look that thing. <laughs> Explicit podcast right I here. Know. Put that Fuck e it. on it. Fucking Ferraris. I just click the E no matter what. I know someone's. I think it gives us street cred. Yeah. We're cool, man. Yeah, I'm cool. It's like so N- cool. NWA cassette tape swear. singles back in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sell a couple more. And just scratch that part off for your parents. Um, have you guys ever been to Slovenia? Nope. No, I think Hayford has. Oh, really? Yeah. I was watching this show called uh, Chef's Table. It's on Netflix. It's a new show. Basically, it's profiles one chef. Really, really well done, high production value, and it's all about fine dining and their kind of methods and how they came up. Really cool. If you're into fine dining, if you're into travel, it's a rad show. I think I've seen an episode of that. Super killer. Um, They went and featured this uh, female chef in Slovenia. So rad. I mean, that place looks, looks like the Italian Alps, which it basically borders Austria, Italy, Hungary, and Croatia. And uh, I was just curious because the roads look awesome and the just beautiful countryside. Never hear about that stuff. You always hear about the Alps and driving in Italy and France. But we may have taken a train right through Slovenia on the way to Croatia and noticed like it was beautiful, just super right. green, like pretty steep mountains and everything. Anyone listening in Slovenia, holla. <laughs> Oh, great. Now we're going to get so many emails. <laughs> I know. I'm going to put a filter. All those Sylvanians. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I had a question for, maybe this is a lame question. Do you know if it's possible to California bar more cars? Can you do this? Is this a thing or is it like that was an era? So I don't know. If, I don't really know. I don't I don't know. But I from what I, from what I do know, you can't. You technically can, I guess, but it's borderline impossible. Like, uh, you probably have to know the right people, and I know you have to go to that. There's that center down. Oh, it's the one in L.A. That you that one in L.A. Do the whole and it costs a fortune. But I don't even know if they allow. Like you're saying, like a new import. Yeah, like let's say you found. Alancia Stratos. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, an old about, car. Maybe you, that's about you're a, talking about a brand new no, car. Let's, 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 that's a bad example. Like gray market stuff. Let's like see if you find a Euro 560 SEC. Uh-huh. And it's German market or Japanese market. It's a car that was sold here, but it, different motor, you know, specifications, so, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Smog equipment. I don't know. I, I think you can, but I think it is like borderline. It's just not worth it, really. And when it's, did that change? All the bars, stickers. Well, wasn't are... it part of? Wasn't a Mercedes that kind of stopped the gray market car thing from happening? Yeah, because they were almost competing with I've themselves. That. So th- that's what I remember. There was something about yeah. that. I don't know the the. Well, they were predominantly about the, it. the most like quote unquote gray market. And for yeah. the listeners outside of California, it's basically our process of getting these cars legal. You go to a referee, they put a sticker on it that says. The new VIN or whatever, you know, California code. And they code. might put, like, um, U.S. side markers. They might even change the headlights. They they make you do all this stuff yeah. to, to make it, yeah, in make certain it cases. U.S. compliant or California compliant. And then CAT and all that stuff. But, see, wouldn't that also take care of bumpers? Like, wouldn't they say, oh, these aren't U.S. spec bumpers? There you would you think. But that I, wasn't the case because all those barred cars have Euro bumpers. Not all of them, though. Like, so our, our white... Um, 500 SL, yeah, US bumpers, okay, US headlights. Uh, trying to think of it has the. I don't think yeah, it has sometimes any side a, markers or sometimes anything. Sometimes it's a mix. Like my uh, W116, yeah, had US headlights but Euro bumpers. Yeah, and I think that's a different era too. Like it might have been brought over in the 70s or something where they had different. And then it's also where you take it. Like yeah. some cars got over here without having to get side markers put on. Right. And some, they're drilled holes and put side markers in the body, you know? Yep. Even so. subtle things like license plate, front license plates. Mm-hmm. Some cars got away with their bumpers clean. Others, the minute they got over, they got yeah. license plate It's kind of like whose line you get in the DMV kind exactly. of thing. Where, are yeah. they are they down for the cause or are they yeah. not, not on the go team? Yep. But yeah. I think I remember hearing something about. I mean, I want we should look it up at some point. But Mercedes basically, people were bringing over these like year old or brand new Mercedes gray market cars because they were getting the better engines, like the 500 SL, yeah, or 500 SEC, rather than what we had here, which is like crap compared to that. And uh, it was basically time. fighting the U.S. Merce, you know, Mercedes sales in the U.S. Sure. So instead of going to your dealership, you're yeah. just getting one shipped from Germany or yeah. France so Mercedes um, kind of went. A, uh, maybe it was Mercedes USA. I don't know if it was yeah. what happened, but they they basically went and fought the gray you know gray market cars being allowed over here. And that was a while ago. So and there was also a while where gray market cars were kind of worth less. Yeah. Like ten percent, you know, you'd look at a used car, and if it was gray market, it'd be worth like well, ten to fifteen percent less right. than a, than a U.S. car. Probably because there was so many to choose from. You know, yeah. now it's gotten smaller. That mm-hmm. pool is diminished. I remember with Porsches, that's the way it used to be. Where now you're you're kind of like stoked. It's like almost like a badge of honor to have a gray market. Car. Yeah. I wonder if economic conditions had something to do with how that worked too. Like how the exchange rate was at the time. Yeah. Like buying cars from Europe may have been I bet it also beneficial. had to do with the waiting lists and the people that had the money to buy those cars, you know, they could get one right away from Europe instead yeah. of waiting or I don't know. But uh, I just, I, I was just curious because I've been looking a lot of on Burzo, uh, European cars, especially Mercedes. And 
I almost now when I see a BMW or Mercedes and it's outside of California and it's Euro, I just move along. Because if it's Arizona, it doesn't have a bar. Euro, it's oh. a Euro car. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can't do anything with that. It's basically unusable in California. Yeah, it's worthless. Worthless. Yeah, it's a parts car. Yeah. So looking for Euro cars outside of California as a California resident is not beneficial. Yeah, and there's that's no way to get those... around. I guess my point is like you cannot make that right. No, and I think that's the thing. I think there might be a way to, but I think it costs ten to fifteen grand. And there's like one ninety-five year old dude at a shop, a single shop down in L.A. Yeah, who can like who's authorized? And to you do have it to have the car like flatbedded down there, yeah, like because you're not supposed to be driving. Because it. you're not supposed to be driving it, yeah, to L.A. And then you have to have it done, and hopefully it all works. And then so then that's only going to make sense for the really good deal on a pretty proper car on a high dollar like like, like your a Pagoda SL, car uh, or something yeah exactly or higher uh-huh. yeah it's a bummer yeah because the bummer the biggest bummer about it for those outside of california is that these cars for the most part run clean tailpipe numbers so the smog that we're trying to combat in the air the actual air quality isn't the issue it's like the technicalities of it you know the equipment it's such a bummer Trump 2020. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. So I, I was just doing a Burzo sh- search for Euro this morning. Yeah. And uh, two things about it. Uh, 1992 Chevy Lumina Euro. Yeah. Is that, that, that was, they made it, that no, was a model name? I think it was. It was like a designation. Yeah. Because they made Luminas and they made uh, silhouettes and some other. So that's buggering up my little Euro search. I mean, how many of those are there? There's, Three? There's one listed twice. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Man. What a bugger. A real <laughs> buggering. So this other one was uh, a project car. I think Magnus Walker's selling it. 78 Porsche 928 Euro 5-speed project car. Downtown LA, thirty five hundred bucks. Um, but I was thinking of it just now because Lane, you mentioned the houndstooth inserts on the nine eleven R. Yeah, this has the um, Pasha? Pasha interior. I saw that car on red with there. Pasha. Ooh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Wow, but, that's really cool. And there's like nine elevens in the back. Why do you think that's Magnus Walker's? It's downtown LA, and it's it looks like one. his driveway. Uh, and there's like a. There's an old 911 project, like just a shell in the background. Is, I, I, I'm I'm not certain or anything, but I'm just thinking that there's a chance. Yeah, I think it's probably some shop or It'd something. It'd be twenty five thousand. <laughs> I don't think that's his, but uh, yeah, there's a there's like a place in downtown LA that sells 914s, like they always have them for sale uh-huh. too, and they had the one that was in a uh, straight out of Compton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they wanted like 15 Gs for it. It's like not even nice. It's like a 1.8 liter or something. Um, this looks like my old one. Didn't uh, Warren send me this or Brian? You I did? did, yeah. Yeah. And it has the, yeah, it's exactly it's like 78. Mine. But mine was an 80. And this is a Euro, obviously. And it looks, it looks pretty clean. I mean, this probably isn't good podcast material. No one can see the ad that we're talking about. But the question is, does it have a bar sticker? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say in the ad. And the interior is pretty rowdy, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like the worst 928 to buy. Yeah, exactly. $3,500 Euro project. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can buy the $8,000 perfect one or the $3,500 project car. And put 10 into it. Exactly. Or somewhere. Yeah, 15 into it. Yeah. By the way, I I came across a 73 914 uh, Canary Yellow or whatever, but it's got the two liter, some nice looking wheels on it. Just looked like a pretty clean car overall 14 grand mm-hmm. sounds about right yeah 
might even be a good buy. Like, yeah. 14 there, grand sounds like a lot of money for those, but I mean, there was one in Santa Barbara at. not too long ago. It was like eight with a dent in one of the fenders, but a two liter, like that was a steal and it was gone right away. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I wanted, I did an email on it, but I was like, oh shit, could I make it down? Basically, I was like, could I make it down to Santa Barbara tomorrow morning? Right. Kind of thing. And I couldn't. It's like so, the manual SL I saw. Exactly. Oh shit. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Um, Cause I just saw like a 914 two liter went on, uh, and I mean, it was like, all right. Uh, it went on a BAT last week for like 18 something or 19. Mm. And it wasn't, it wasn't like show stopping, you know, yeah. perfect condition car or anything. It was just like pretty clean. Like it was like my brother's probably. Right. You know, huh? maybe a little better paint, but how much? Eighteen or nineteen? Damn, it's a lot. Yeah, um, so much money. I know it's a Thursday edition, but can I do a couple Let's project updates? No, go for it. Let's do it. All right, so uh, Christine is selling the Chinese scooter that she bought a little while ago. What's how many brand? miles you put on it? Like three hundred. Mm-hmm. What's the brand? <laughs> I don't know. Ching Chang Fang Wang. Something like that. I, I've seen some of those that they uh, they brought to a trade show in Italy. And um, they showed up, all the Chinese manufacturers put their scooters out. They were all direct copies of Vespa. The Italian <laughs> authorities came over and just confiscated everything. Oh, Jeez. wow. We'll take those. Thank Where was this at? <laughs> In Italy. Oh. Just, you're bringing counterfeit shit. Taking... They're like, it's okay. It's not really worth much. <laughs> They're cheap don't, to build. Don't worry. It won't, it won't last very long. <laughs> it won't last very long. All right. Um, so what was wrong with it? So she bought it. We had driven it around a little bit. All of a sudden, it just stopped. It didn't start, and uh, we never really diagnosed it. Um, I had towed it back to our place, uh, and then, you know, done basic stuff. Beers are falling. Um, So I end up trying to get it started because she has it posted on Craigslist, and she has people coming to look at it, and it doesn't start yet. (laughs) It's totally dirty just sitting there. Good. Um, Good. So she's lighting the fire under my ass. Let's get it going. Um doesn't start. I check, you know, there's gas. I put some fresh gas in. Wait, can we ask how much you're selling for? $800. Okay. Is the asking price? Okay. Um, Seems like a good deal. I don't know. Well, they're they're non-running Chinese, Chinese scooter. scooter. <laughs> well, no, it's advertised as running. So I just have to get it running. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, maybe you should wait to list it. Well, I didn't do it. <laughs> how else you she do doesn't want to make it run? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it really is the best approach. Put it up first. <laughs> um, so then, uh, basically, long story short, these things suck to work on. What like, power is it? Chinese engine? Yeah, it's a little Chinese motor. GY6 is like the common designation for these. Uh, I like and the 7. They, put, but... they put them in everything, like yeah. all these like little weird off-road uh, go-karts and right. stuff. Um but, uh, yeah, it's just a little carbureted, single-cylinder, 150. So I have a feeling that you did a little bit of a uh, rabbit hole digging on the Internet about the Dill GY6. Well, I I mean, I had to, yeah. So I was just basically, you know, you check fuel, check spark. It's got this weird, the the way the, I thought it was just going to be a gravity feed fuel from the gas tank that's sitting up in the back down to the motor. But it's got this little vacuum fuel pump. So, you know, mm. it'll use the engine vacuum to uh push the fuel down so i'm like tracing it all down like there was no fuel getting to it i end up like pulling the pump and like checking to see that it works and blowing out through all the lines or whatever i do finally get fuel back to it still won't start check the spark it's getting spark so i look up and there's this little like the uh 
it's an automatic choke mm. assembly. And so I look up how to test that to see if it's working and it looks like it's not working. Um, I'm skipping over. I pull everything apart and the vacuum lines, they're just completely disintegrated. <laughs> and so I'm like, shit, well, that's it. How long has it been sitting? Uh, it's been like two years over a year. Yeah. Maybe two years. But I mean, it could have been the way it didn't look like old. It looked like they're, I don't know. They weren't even bad. Sh- they were just all, just tattered. I don't know. I got the impression that maybe that could have been it. Like these were just really shitty hoses. And right. you know, six months after we bought it, they just fell apart. Um, but yeah, the first thing I did was replace those and that didn't fix it completely. This is a lesson why you buy good stuff. Dude, exactly. Like this is why you buy more. a little Honda or something yes, just a for little like more. three grand or whatever, or yeah. used one for 2,500 or something. Yeah. Like I, at the time I was looking up like, you know, rather than buy this brand new Chinese one, I could get a used 80s Honda Arrow yeah. or whatever that everybody has and you know everybody you know if you go to any motorcycle shop they have the parts and people have worked on them um and so the thing is like when i'm trying to get in to diagnose what's going on right away like i basically i just want to see the system like see where the spark plug is see where the fuel lines are running just look to see if anything's disconnected you can't do it without pulling off every body panel on the entire thing like there's a there's like a spot under the seat that can is like room for stashing stuff, and it looks like on any reasonable bike you would open the seat and you'd pull lift up this bucket for storing stuff and then you would see everything, but not on this one to get that's like the center section that everything is tied to so you have to unscrew everything all the panels around it and leave it all dangling just to get in so frustrating. There's a picture on our Instagram of this. Yeah, okay, it's just the listeners are interested. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's all these little parts that are so cheap. So then I I look up the part for the um, automatic choke after I tested it as bad, and it's like a $2 part on Amazon. Yeah. So I, like, order two of them just yeah. in case one's bad because I've <laughs> heard from people building their own, two like, bucks. drones and stuff. Yeah. They used to buy the parts from China and, they, like... You know, it's like buying an alternator from Craigan or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like you're paying, the shipping is a big cost. You might as well throw a couple of them in the box. So I haven't, I just got it today. I'm going to plug it in and see. I'm, I'm going to be kind of, everything I've read, it diagnoses down to that, but I'm going to be kind of surprised if it works. We'll see. Um, so anyways. So happy if it does, but yeah. so disappointed if it doesn't. Oh man. I mean, it's not a huge loss either way. Not a lot. How much were the, it. how much are those scooters now? Thirteen hundred delivered to the door. Oh, and you're selling for eight? Why the hell is anyone even looking at it? I know. Wow. I mean, I don't know. That's the hey asking, guys, that's the asking price. Or can buy a Chinese scooter or best offer. Yeah, but I mean, if you know, assuming it's running now, I've got some new vacuum lines on there. That's worth a lot because I had to tear it apart for that. Assuming it's running, like eight hundred bucks for a scooter that'll last a little bit, like, a week. That's a not week. bad. <laughs> Six months. Six hundred bucks. No, but I'm all for just getting a. You know, use Craigslist item that it's like a little Yamaha or something. Yeah, like, yeah, a little eighty, little Dude. Yamaha ninety. Yeah, mob yeah. that thing for days. A little Grom or something. Oh, what? Um, so update number two uh, is on the one ninety e. So I uh, took Christina down. She got her uh, truck aligned, um, and I was dropping her off or picking her up. And uh, all of a sudden, the Mercedes like there's this crazy knock in the steering. Hmm. Um, so I ended up getting it home and, uh, putting it up on jacks and uh, on jack stands. And, uh, I've got basically, I had gone in to get it aligned a little while ago 
and they said that my front suspension or the steering needed to be rebuilt. Then they pointed out all these spots, and one of those, like the end links, is just totally shot, and so it's just knocking rod. back and forth. Yeah. yeah, like the inner tie rod end or whatever. Yep. So you probably need a whole tie rod, inner and outers. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to have to go. I looked up on Pelican Parts. It looks like they have everything I need. They don't have, like, a kit. I would love to just click on, yeah. like, rebuild everything in the steering. But do you really need to do all that right now? I mean, I mean is it that bad? Uh, well, they pointed out, the alignment shop pointed out, like, four joints that were bad. And okay. out of, what, like, eight? I don't know. Yeah, like, I might, might as well, well just press sure. through the whole thing. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So is it down down right now? It's down. And it's I, I would order the parts. I just have to, like, go under and look and, like, you know, make sure I'm getting all the right pieces. If I could just order a package, I would have done it already. Right. Um, and any update with the E36 M3 for sale? No. One guy, he was going to look at it on last Monday or something. Yeah. Uh, maybe I've already said this update, but he bailed on me, like, oh, right. last minute. He's right. like, I'm not ready. Hmm. All right, whatever, man. <laughs> I still haven't lowered the price. I, I'm going away for uh, five days, so I don't want to change it and then get calls while I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, so when I get back, I'll... Where are you off to? Um, we're doing a baby shower in Reno. Oh. So we're extending the trip before and after. We're doing, like, Truckee, Reno, Tahoe, home. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, should cool. be nice weather and everything. Oh, yeah. Doing a little camping. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, I have the Mini Cooper uh, all ready for sale. But you haven't posted it yet? No, I took pictures. I finally watched it again and took pictures of it. I didn't watch it and then let it sit and get dusty. But, uh, yeah, it's ready to go. Are you crafting your ad right now? It's already written. I just need to post it. It was okay. 4th of July yesterday, so <laughs> didn't really want to post it that weekend, and I don't think anyone's buying cars on 4th of July. So this week, maybe today, tonight. Mm-hmm. We... We're replay- we we just had a baby, so we're selling our old baby. Growing family. Child. <laughs> Growing family forces sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to put that in there. One nice thing is that I'm in This no is hurry. our first son. Need yeah. a four-door. No hurry to sell. We already have the replacement car. Are you going to ride that? Yeah. Oh, don't do that. What? I don't know. That's I don't need a people... jerky thing to say. It kind of no, it kind of so. it kind of puts off the hey, I'll give you $3,000. I don't want that. I'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. I'm being yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm yeah. saying it kind of like I'm saying I'm in no rush. I we already have the card to replace it, so yeah. we're not like You're saying you're not desperate. Basically, I'm not going to take anything you offer. So yeah. Shut, yeah, don't. Especially the people that email three words with a price and they haven't mm-hmm. seen it and the, it's a lowball offer. I yeah. hate those. This is uh we had a whole podcast about this. Yeah. You know, it's funny with Christina posting the scooter. It's funny getting her reaction cuz she's getting all these. <laughs> she's like reading $400. what people are saying and I'm and you know, she's like, "Oh, what am I going to say?" And it's like, "Dude, the people who are like she's feeling that pain of people offering without even seeing it. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's a jerk right there. Like yeah, you don't China. have to reply even. No. Trying to come up on your Chinese scooter. I love when you it's Danny George just yeah. shooting out. I love when you offers. put the car for sale, you say you know, what I have this car, name your you say it's an E thirty six M three and you're like, the tranny is bad, so I'm selling it for fifteen hundred dollars. Right? <laughs> like, it has a tranny. 
it runs great. You can come, you know, rev Listen it up, it start right. it up. It drive, you know, it'll even drive. It just clunks in gear. Should we do it a needs new right transmission? Now? No. Then I'll, then I'll come in and I'll be like, you go, dude. I mean, you know, it's great, except you know, it's a bad transmission. Will you take seven hundred? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no. And I go, no. That's why it's fifteen hundred <laughs> because it has a bad transmission. Do all the do all the uh, body panels match? <laughs> do the vins match? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Go to hell. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't talk about it, but I uh, Brian had taken a picture of an E28 five series white in Felton. I uh, happened to know the car, kind of know the guy that was selling it, and I test drove it. I blew it, by the way, for the podcast listeners. I like posted it on our Instagram, but I didn't throw it out to these guys first. So yeah, we have a very. I got a little policy. grief. They're like, "Hey, maybe I would have wanted that yeah, in town," you know. Yeah. Uh, and how was it? So the story is, it was. His best friend's parents' car mm-hmm. owned it for a long time. They gave it to the friend. He ruined it, drove it into the ground. Essentially, this guy got it. He's a mechanic. He tried to do as much as he could. He's young though. Um, it was. It would have been a really nice car, um, but it had some key issues, like cracked windshield, um, had a little bit of body rust in certain places, like trunk lid. Um, Exhaust was totally rusted out. Needs a new muffler, pipe, and that stuff starts to add up. I mean, you're talking about 200 yeah. here, 250 there, and then all of a sudden, the f- he would have probably taken 1,200 bucks for it. So you're looking at putting a grand into it, yep. and it's 1,200 bucks. So you're looking at 2,200. Still a good price for a driver. Yeah, for a driver, it would have been a good car because it had cold AC, power sport seats, and it had cool BBSs. Manual transmission, the BBS. Well, what's that car worth though? 35. No, not if that it was, If that stuff was done and it was polished, twenty-five. Up, if it was so, it wasn't that great condition. It was just used up. You could. I don't know. It. I think you may huh. be lowballing it. I, I no, think. no. I. They're not easy to find right now. It had pretty high miles. Um, There's a couple other key things that were going on with it that I wrote to you guys on the kind of my assessment of it, but it was essentially like a thousand bucks. Oil leak or something. Yeah, it had an oil leak. Yeah, which decent. is basically question total question mark. Who knows what that. it is? Um, yeah. A couple other, you know, things going on. A detail and a windshield and a muffler would have taken it pretty far. Oh, the trunk leaked. So I need trunk seals and probably taillight seals. and well, That all adds up. I mean. It, it does. Yeah, you're, you're looking at like 1500 bucks all of a sudden. Exactly. And the time but to do could you it. not do any of that and just detail it and, and flip it for 25 Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You could, you could like maybe. Keep, like not do the windshield. Yeah. Because people that's what we were talking about on the on the podcast with Danny is like people don't do that math they just see a car and it's like oh that thing's pretty sweet yeah and it just needs these couple little things and it's only 25 we sell it in Vegas where it never rains exactly <laughs> no problem yeah. there's there's a chance um one thing that kind of scared me is when I drove it on tight turns I felt like a little vibration I couldn't tell if it was drive shaft or differential uh-huh and that kind of is like that could be or a just huge, a guibo or whatever. Yeah, could be nothing. Could be something big. The oil leak. You start thinking about like yeah, it all adds up. All adds up. And um, I think of a driver like if you were like a Brian, if you were coming into this without your 190 and you needed a car, yeah, at twelve hundred yeah. bucks for right. a five series manual, that's yeah, pretty good. And just it's with along. sports seats with and, sports and seats. killer wheels. Yeah, and you do and the muffler one cool, month, yeah. and maybe like two months later, do the windshield, and you just kind of like slowly work. It still yeah. seems like a cool car. It's like, a cool car. Maybe a fun rally car. Yeah, like, 
But for um, me to like want to flip it and do all that stuff and put time it's not into a car it, you would want to keep. No. And I'd maybe make 500, maybe a thousand bucks. So with the, that. with the decent amount of risk also. Yeah. And, um, if it was an IS, it's a no brainer, but that's the difference. An I or an IS. Is, Cause an IS is worth five grand. Exactly. Five, yeah. Five or six. Or more. Yeah. yeah. So that was the assessment of it. Um, I don't know if I would take it for a thousand even it was because i think one of the guys there was like offer him a thousand he'd probably take it and i was like ah just dang i mean that's pretty i know yeah. for a driver i think it was yeah. worth it for a flipper it wasn't quite there the timing wasn't right for you the, time, <laughs> the timing's never right plus you don't have like a field to put it if you have a garage yeah. you could just put it in totally it's only a grand right yeah, exactly it would be awesome because i yeah. could probably part it out for a grand for sure the seats so and might wheels. as well put it in yeah yeah but to do the everything else and register it, yeah, and, you know, like to put it, you have to move it around all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it just wasn't really lining up. But anyways, we. Tr- I we uh, I had a check. I had a battery light come on my Acura today. Sell it. I've never even seen a battery light before. <laughs> well, you need. I a guess battery it's like an alternator room. light, yeah. kind of. Yep, your battery's just low on charge. So yeah. I don't. I, either my battery's bad or my alternator's bad. Yes. Pretty so, easy. I don't know. Pretty easy. Uh, How does it figure out? Starting is it? It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could just be starting to be weak. The batteries. That's what my guess is. It's just the battery not charging fully. Um. In other news, well, we talked about the Volkswagen settlement, but uh, I got my Volkswagen back the other day. I've had it at my brother's house for like the last five months. How much has it been driven in five months? Like none, because it has a. It had like check engine, glow, check engine light for the glow plugs on. It's like whistles when you drive it. Oh God. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I did, I moved it and man, that thing feels so nice compared to the Acura. Ooh, really? It is such Big a nice difference. car compared to the Acura. Well, so here's the thing. Why don't you just get a gas version? If oh. you love the Jetta so much and you love the build quality. I mean, because I don't, I don't want another Jetta. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I'm, I Are mean, those a deal right now? Maybe. Man, I bet you they're not. Maybe. They're probably not but on I mean, the high side. The Acura is a, it's a temporary solution. Yeah. For my not wanting to drive the Jetta, basically. Sure. But it's just funny, like, getting back into the Jetta, it has this, like, thick, meaty steering wheel. The doors, like, thump closed. It just, it, the suspension's, like, I mean, I have, I have, uh, Coney's and H&R Springs, and it's just, like, feels really solid and kind of sporty. Yeah. And the steering's way sharper, where the Acura, like, the Acura's a really slow steering rack. Like really slow. It's like really lazy, and uh, and just all the materials on the inside. You know, the Acura. Like, so the Acura is not overweighted, over boosted, and 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 easy to steer. It's, it's kind of over boosted, but it has very little. Um, it's just you have to turn it a lot to make a turn. Okay, and locked a lot. It huge turning circle. Um, oh. unlike a Volvo, we're such a small car, and. It's not very, like today it was wet and I was in these like high speed sweepers up at, by Half Moon Bay going over to where I work. And, uh, it's pretty not, it, it doesn't inspire any confidence at all. <laughs> You're basically, you don't, you have no idea what the car is doing. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. Do you think a TL is the same driving experience? I have no idea. It's bigger. And I would wider. imagine. Yeah. I've been thinking about our, our friend Kevin. Uh, he proposed this. This idea that when he gets his Jetta money, uh-huh. he wants to just throw the check to Driving While Awesome and have us pick out a car. <laughs> and sight unseen, just here's your new car for 
three years or two years. That would be pretty funny. And he has a commute similar be. to yours. You know? Yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot because I kind of have that price range of like six or seven grand uh-huh. and something like that. The, I mean, the world is our oyster because he's not only is he into weird cars, electric, diesels, stuff like that, but he's also into old 80s stuff and uh-huh. funky. And he's got a sporadic commute that's like not as grueling as like every day, you know, yeah. the same miles in traffic. Like I think he commutes off hours and it's not every day. So no, it's like four days a month or something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. He's like four days on like yeah. 30 days off. Or so one of my thoughts was a TL type S six speed. Yeah. I mean, cool because he's also kind of hard on cars, like doesn't really baby him. So yeah, a, a Japanese car was kind of what I was thinking. Maybe an LS 400, you know, Lexus. Uh-huh. Just because it's something he would never buy. Yeah. And it would probably last for a while and it'd be comfortable and smooth. But yeah. what you're saying is getting me a little bit less warm. Yeah, it's just living with the... I mean, the car is fine and everything, but it's fine in that, like, oh, it's a Honda kind of way. You, you, know, you know? Like, that's how I feel about it. It's very... It's just a car. Like, there's... N- and, and I bought the Acura TSX being... You know, kind of wanting more than just a car. I was like, oh, it's the sporty model. It's the the Acura. It's the luxury one with, like, the better, you know, it's the sporty suspension and all this stuff. Yeah. But it really is just a car, and it's very, like, everything about it is just kind of cheap. What's really cool about the situation is that you switch to the TSX, Mm -hmm. but then... You get the chance to compare it to the previous car yeah. later on, like where that never happens. Car. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you usually just get used to the car, and yeah, then you, you forget. And then you're going off memory. Like the Jetta seemed good, but this is pretty good too. No, and I didn't but even. You can compare side by side after you've gotten used to the TSX. I'm not even like I wasn't even. It's getting back in the Jetta. I'm like, holy shit! The, right. the TSX is a piece of shit. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, because you get it, used to it's the that, water that difference. You're like, wow. So, so doing everything. Over, and knowing this, would you consider a gas Jetta instead of the TSX? Yeah, yeah, that might have been a good. That might not have been bad. I mean, it's probably although not you would have lost a lot. I'll, I'll bet that those values are dropping. I bet they have dropped with right. the TDIs. But I probably yeah. could have gotten it cheaper at the time too. Exactly. I bought it. I bought it four months after the scandal happened, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you get a non-turbo gas, just yeah. whatever they are. I don't even know what they whatever, are. Five two, cylinder, two liter, or something. Or, yeah, two yeah. liter five, but. Yeah, it's just funny getting back in. Like I've noticed, like with the Jetta, I could like play around with my limit of grip in the front. Like I could kind of feel. What, I I just the steering feedback. You could feel everything that was happening, and you knew when your tires were about to lose it and all this stuff. The TSX is very. It's kind of scary. I yeah. wonder though if you put the. H and R springs and bill scenes on the TSX. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's, how much, that's a good and, point. But and lower profile tires on the eh, Jetta, right? No, I mean you could drive mine, and then you could tell immediately because mine's totally stock. They're about the same. They're both seventeen yeah. inch wheels, same size tires, everything. Yeah. So two twenty five, same same exact size. How are the tires on the TSX right now? You just brand new. Those. Yeah, so it should be you should be yeah. having none of these issues. No, going and it's up not even an issue. Bay. It's just like and in that in that situation, like a smooth sweeper, not even going that fast in in damp weather. Those my my heart my harder suspension in the Jetta shouldn't have that big of a difference. Right? Yeah, it's more like a transition. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, but it's yeah. just the feel. It's the steering feel. It's feeling like it's communicating with the car and feeling what the car is doing i don't feel that there's no confidence yeah so yeah that's a good data point 
It's like they say with the new the new electric steering and stuff how you know it might have like good steering and everything but you still you can't feel what the the tires are doing under yeah. you and that's what it feels like to me you're very disconnected yeah makes sense uh you want to answer a couple questions let's do yeah. it yeah we're going to answer one from last week that we didn't i think it was a late submission so we didn't from get to mr it. eric horton you know he got Design. it in on time we just ran out of time on the Is podcast that what yep okay i was trying to Make something up. I, I think know. you got it in when we I were want recording, to be right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, we were reading it. We didn't go over it, yeah. but we just had gone too long. So it's a good is, question. This is it Eric is. Horton. Our, uh, he's a really good car spotter. Um, <laughs> has there ever been a mid-cycle refresh design that improved on the original? I really can't think of any. LP400 Countach, yes. Flares and wing version, nope. Alpha Spider, Duetto, yay. Camtail, nay. Even the bangled, bungled headlight update on the E46 sucked. Lane, what say you? <laughs> I guess it's you're the opinion. He's calling asshole. me out because because yeah. I I uh, went to school for car design or whatever. But uh, well, see, wait, what is I'm he talking about? To, E46 headlight. Remember when they did the headlight? So they were they were like a normal, just an organic shape, and then they did the little. Um, they did the little, like, almost making them dual headlights. The yeah, but that was the, the bottom. first. That was the first E46 was the the rounded bottom. Was it? Yeah, I because that, that was Misha's style. Uh, his, I have no idea. Okay, so his first, his E46, the first one had those dips. And then the second, the headlights were more, uh, it's hard to explain what on podcast. What do they do? Yeah, I don't They, they kind of, um, uh, it's, it's really I don't hard. know my E46s at all. They kind of had a more swoopy. I know at one point they had round shape. fog lights. At one yeah. point they didn't. I would agree. I would say that that more organic headlight of the second refresh E46 was better. Was better. I, I don't know it like at all. And so. then the coupe, they made this stupid design. This isn't. This is really hard to do on a podcast, but you can get really detailed on these little elements. But uh, that. That's not great. Then how about this refresh, which was way better? NSX, not good. Yeah, that's debatable. But yeah, and for the no, most it's part, not even. No, I don't think it's, it's not debatable good. at all. It's yeah, no, I know. Flip it's up. they tried to they tried to save an, an old design yeah, and right. it didn't work. And like, um, some people like the newer nine twenty eight. Yeah, nine forty four did a good job. Actually, I prefer the nine forty four. Nine forty four. I think five and a half. The turbo front end is a better design than the early car, and I like the they integrated the and they integrated the bumpers like smoothly. I think they did a good job at it. The front bumper. Um. So that's a that's a. I think that's one of the cars that they did a really good job. Even though I like the old one, just because I like that old schoolness of that car. How about two thousand two? Seven series bangle butt horrible one the first of that bangle uh-huh. and then the, the refresh it was probably better right way better because they had like painted panels and stuff where well it was just uh, the headlights were much more oh sporty. yeah they made them because they were almost like um they, they were, like were tilted down. the wrong way they were like upside um, yeah, down yeah exactly I, I mean if that makes sense that's how yeah. they looked they were like almost like it was an upside down they were design. like thirty degrees um slanted downhill and then they made them uphill or whatever yeah yeah. yeah. So they went from this weird shape to a sporty, swept. But usually, design. these mid-cycle refreshes are simply they're changing for the sake of change. So yeah, to the only reason cars. they're changing I mean, it is to sell the car as a new model, like yes. as a, oh, it's fully it's updated. Yeah, and that's kind of like the old school. You know, back in the day, cars would change every single year. 
like yeah. American you're cars, right. you're Cadillacs, right. totally. Chevys. I mean, every totally. single, look at 55, 56, look at try your Chevys. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the 58's huge. Like every single year is a different car. Yeah, you're right. And that was all about selling cars, right? It was all about if you, you wanted the newest, you wanted the newest model. That's kind of cool tell too. Them apart. Because now you can look back and go, I like a 61 Bel Air bubble top. Because yeah. of that that exact shape, and other people are sixty or, you know, sixty two. Uh-huh. Like that, you you can really get that. But they changed niche. them a lot more back then. Every year, where now they kind of just do this mid cycle refresh, where it's it's debatable on whether or not it is better or not. Like even like the new nine nine one, are recessed taillights? You know, or is that really? Uh, is that moving the car design forward? The or grill is, slats? Or, yeah, or the grill slats being vertical? They may say, oh, it's because it channels more air. And I've never heard of a water-cooled 911 having uh, cooling issues. I don't right. think that's an issue with the newer 911s, you know? like Yeah, that is a good point. And a lot of the new cars will have something different every year, but it's literally a piece of plastic chrome slapped on mm-hmm. yeah. a section of it or yeah or it's like e34 m5 like arts car the later one had the more aerodynamic mirrors off the late off the m3 right? right so they're they're putting these like modernized mirrors on an older design car that shouldn't have those modern mirrors and the m parallels were an option exactly yeah so is that is that really a good thing or is that just it's just throwing bits at it to make it kind of last Yep. To make the car kind of last. Well, we've named a few that are, were beneficial. 944, right? That's 944, it. I think, was good. The 7 Series, the oh, okay. seven horrible series bangle good, yeah. to not-so-horrible yeah. bangle. Um, I think that E46, going from those rounded headlights to the more kind of, I don't know what you'd call them, Hawkeyes, kind of like the Subarus. What, mm-hmm. were, those, what were those called? The, the Hawkeye was a Subaru. It was the Hawkeye, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, sort of the, similar to that. The vagina one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. It's a child-friendly <laughs> podcast. No, it's not. Why? Explicit? Yeah. A- and, okay. uh, well, Subaru, you can look at that. I don't know. Is one of those better or not? I don't know. They're kind of all weird. Man, I think... I think... I, I might like terrible. the Hawkeye one more Me too. than, more than the early one, actually. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, yeah. you know, Subaru WRX STI? Yeah. Like, the O2 was the... Had the roundish What are those called? Lights. The Frog Eye or whatever? And then it went to the Are you talking more, about STI? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah so right. like one of them has like the round, round bubble where it starts, early one. and then it yeah, okay, and then it went to just like a super blah, just like a headlight, yeah. like a squarish headlight, and then it went to the Hawkeye one with the vagina grill. Um, I'll have to look that up. Vagina grill, yeah. Hawkeye, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the Hawkeye actually. I think. Yeah. I do too. So, what other cars? I was just looking up uh, my Nissan Hardbody pickup. Uh-huh. It was a nineteen and eighty six and a half. I was like, oh, is that like a? Is it considered a refresh? Oh, they got way worse because they lost the grills. Yeah, that's what they changed over time. So my eighty six and a half Hardbody, it wasn't a refresh. It just came out half year. Yeah, it was a completely it was new, a new design, model. Yeah. New model. But yeah, then as that evolved, they just changed the grill a little. And bit. they, but they it lost those very little, minor. They though. lost those little slats, like the nine twenty four turbo slats, right? Yours had those slats, yeah, like the, the little hood? three holes in the in. The oh hood. yeah, yeah, so yeah. They lost they those little yeah. holes, and it was, and then it looked kind of, em- and then the car looked kind of empty, and it, it was trying to like modernize the track in a way, hmm. but it it made it worse. So, and I think NSX got worse. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm trying to think what other cars are there that... Usually did, the... Did Eric suggest any? Oh, no, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He did. I mean, you said the ones that got better got worse. and worse. Yeah. yeah, it was like they were good and then bad. I but mean, I a lot of the, the Mercedes did the same thing. Like an R129SL went from this kind of angular early 90s uh, look, and then they tried to round it off, and they made these arrow bumpers and little swoopier intakes. I like the early ones. Me too. With the And I like the dual, the 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 two, the... Twin headlight. I like the two colors too. Oh, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And they kind of changed that. And they start painting everything body color. Yes. Which modernizes it. Exactly. And the wheels but, got all weird and yeah, yeah and the mirrors and stuff. R107s as they got more cladding and everything. That got worse. I don't know. That... Eh, they kind of say the same, actually. Yeah. I would say it got worse, then maybe got a little bit better towards the end. I think it dipped. Well, especially, I don't know if you can throw in the. Like early style bumpers that didn't have the safety regulations. Yeah, that's the thing. It's I mean, a lot different. of things yeah. were changed. Be- like in that era, yeah, you see, like a nine fourteen got thing. worse or nine eleven got worse. Yeah. But it's a lot of that was due to oh, you know nine nine six. Have a nine nine six turbo. Yeah, it went. We got rid of the bumperettes. It did. So the nine nine six turbo got better. But I think. But the, what about the refresh? Warren and I are one of the few that <laughs> agree that the early <laughs> headlights are better. You see a 996 on Bring a Trailer? It's black. No. It has forged BBS wheels, Olin's suspension, wow. and aero kit. Sounds um, good. Yeah, it was already at twenty grand and uh, low miles. It would probably go pretty good money for a 996. Hmm. Anyways, yeah. black, black. You see, uh, I think, did I mention it? Or, I don't know, but like uh, Patrick, uh, Motor Affair, he, or what's his name? Is it Motor Affair? I always get it wrong. I don't know. Um, but he bought a 996 at 2002, and then Tim at BBI just bought a 3996. Oh. And they're both doing, you know, suspension mods and shit. I mean, the the cars are so cheap now. That one I sent, 50000 on a brand new motor. Dude, yeah. that one that you 16. sent was amazing. I know. Yeah. Well, Silver car, early headlights. Our Targa had a new motor. Oh, it really? had 80,000 miles on the car when we sold it, and it had a new motor at 30. What did you get for it? We sold it for seventeen. Yeah, Targa. Any problems with that top? No. So that's I like those. I like the yeah. Targa look. I don't know. Has I angle. just uh, would always picture that I have a sunburnt neck. <laughs> <laughs> it had a it had a shade. Oh. Oh. So I went and looked at a off topic, but I went and looked at a, that Tesla Model X. Oh yeah, dude. So. The, we you know talked the, about this. The windshield goes all the way behind your head. Did I talk about that? No, not that. So, yeah, you know, I've the windshield goes all the way. It's basically you're sitting there, and it's at the back of your head is where the windshield ends. Um, So you get these gnarly, like... Wait, ref- so you sat in one? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you get these gnarly, like, I guess you get ghost reflections and stuff off the windshield and all this crazy Even stuff. at night. Yeah, at night, especially. Yeah. So Tesla's solution is they give you this, like, mesh net thing to put basically to the point where a windshield should be and you just like wedge it in there and it looks like a pair of like it looks like the liner of like nike workout shorts or something you know swim shorts (laughs) and it's just so shitty and it just kind of wedges in it's all sloppy and gross you know like really bad looking but in like 50 years that'll be the one to get that still has that i guess so but that's their that's tesla's solution yeah it's hard making cars. Really good car. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to make good cars. Yeah. It's expensive. So uh, I, I told you the Jeep Grand Cherokee solution for this thing 
where they're running into people? No, no. What is it? Oh, well, we'll just put the e-brake on every time you Oh, yeah, park. yeah. It's a great one. <laughs> heard of that. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, shit. <laughs> Don't run over people. So we have more questions? Yeah, we do. Let me see what we got here. Um, yeah, so for Instagram followers... Oh, by the way, I was going to say, we have 13,000 followers. No. What? 12.9. 12.9. But I think we have the best followers in Ooh, the business. Oh, shit. Bold claim. I'm just but yeah, saying, who else would be better? No one. Who We're at that prime stage right now. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, we got people commenting. They're not all ridiculous comments. No. So. You follow the people that we follow. It's, pre, are awesome. it's pre bring a trailer. Yep. All right. Trailer trash stuff. JP Sella says, uh, I'm tired of my 996. How poignant. Give me the best replacement between 30 and 40K, new or used, coupe. Performance-oriented, foreign or domestic, non-Porsche. Dang it! I knew I should have studied NSX. for this. I mean, it's just like mixing it up. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong. You can get a really nice one. Yeah. Um, they're holding value or even going mm-hmm. up a tiny bit. Um, you get a totally different experience. Yeah, and he said non-Porsche, so I can't yeah. say nine nine seven. No. Uh, yeah, mid, great call. Engine. I was thinking of a. Kind of a badass 500E or an AMG SEC Euro something. Uh-huh. Kind of the 80s Grand Tourer That'd sort of cool. vibe. Maybe a really nice M6. How about a, oh yeah, a, a nice like Old 80s style, e, yeah. E24. E24 M6. How about like a E90, E92 M3 V8, high revving V8 with a manual? Yeah. You can get those for like 35 now, I think. Oh yeah. That's a good car. I mean, they have the carbon buildup problem and all that. You have to walnut blast them every 20,000 miles or something. But Someone was saying you can't walnut blast. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's we got called out for you can't walnut blast yeah. an E39 or something. Uh, See, we have great commenters. Yeah, so. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Phil was saying. And uh, someone said Phil won. Oh, that was him, too. It was Trip. Uh, T-Mash. He said Phil won. The E, the, the uh, Z3M is way better than the Z4. And then he tagged Lane Skelton. Huh. And I wanted to respond, I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, now you can. <laughs> um, well, that, what, can you get a Ferrari for 30 to 40? Oh, yeah. Mondial. Mondial, mm, Mondial yeah. Yep. I might be down Mondial for that. hardtop? Yeah. <laughs> no? Bad. <laughs> Pretty bad. Um, you could get like a Beat 348. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, hushy Pushy. So apparently the E34 M5 is a very special car, and modifying one is blasphemy. Assuming this to be true... This is basically asking Warren. What other cars are so special that modifying or changing any piece of them is sacrilege? You can skip the 250 GTO and other multi-million dollar classics. Let's stick to a DWA budget. First of all, thanks for listening. (laughs) I really appreciate your following us. So one thing I would say, like, we're, you know, we have this heavy... This oh my god, it's an E thirty four M five. How about every Porsche then? I mean, that's like yeah. arguably more special than that E thirty four. So yeah, it. You know what I'm saying? Like if my opinion right off the bat is just that it depends on the condition of the car. Like if you have a nice version of anything, then it's true. kind of blasphemy. If it's original though, miles, you kind of can't fuck with it. Yeah, yeah, like if you want, if you want to fuck with, but you can do reversible. Find, find the one that you can, you know, that you're not going to have the guilt. Yeah, yep. Just something that's a little more ratty. That's the way I look at it. Like, I can do what I want with my car because it's been repainted. Most of it's been repainted and stuff like that, the 944. Yeah. I mean, and it's a 944, whatever. But, exactly. but, uh, if it was a 
perfect condition Turbo S with 20,000 miles on it, Let's not I, touch would, that. I would not fuck with it. Why? But I also probably wouldn't want that car. Exactly, because you can't fuck with yeah. it. Yeah. I know. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I would rather have a 535IS that I could have fun with and modify rather than an E28 M5. M5, yeah. Because if I had an E28 M5, I'd feel like a douchebag if I'm putting exhaust and yeah. intakes and all that, you know... I don't know. They're expensive, de- nice cars. You're kind of devaluing. You're spending money to devalue the you car. You're making the car less marketable if you ever choose to resell it. Yeah. Unless it's reversible stuff, which art. I'm. We already said last podcast that I was on that the stuff you're doing He's is doing minimal. A shift knob and exactly. maybe an exhaust. Like exactly. it's pretty minor. Yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. But for the most part, if I had an E30 M3, I couldn't do what Ruben's doing to it unless I had the money to have. Tons of other cars, and although he's kind of rescuing that car too, it's not like a perfect car. No, you're right. It did, it doesn't even. He work, had rusty, like, rusty floor pan. Yeah, all this stuff. But he had all the suspicion. But he found that up after with. he was tearing apart. It, the he found it up because he was tearing yeah, it apart. Exactly. So he's going he, full he already did know that the suspension was all fucked. Yeah, so he knew that's what he's doing. And is the, the car had been repainted, and the exhaust yep. had a hole in it, yep. and all this stuff. So yeah, yeah. He, he was kind of bringing it back. But that's a perfect example of the car that you would modify. Right. If it was a low mileage, perfect one, you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. But you bought the one that was like, I think you paid a pretty, pretty like low price for it. Yeah. Uh, comparatively. And, uh, it had a recent respray. You know, it's like, totally. uh, you don't know what, totally. as much what lurks beneath. I obviously. think I would even have trouble if it was like a $4,000 perfect W116 low mileage, like all original yeah. paint. I yeah. would have trouble like messing with that. Not that there's much to do to that exact car, but that style of car that's in perfect, yeah. you know, shape. I feel like it's my job to kind of preserve it and keep it going for the next guy. Yeah. Like I posted that picture of a 914 at Canepa. There was this white one out back. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like right off the factory floor kind of. And I guess it was a garage find and Eric Horton had seen it a few months ago and told me about it. He's like, I'm going to ask the guy. And then Knepa snagged it somehow. And it had steel wheels with hubcaps. Steel it, wheels with hubcaps. Original ride height. Original, yeah, super high on the front. Um, the interior looked like cherry. Ping was really nice. Like everything, it looked like, like you said, really, it was like it just came out of the factory. Yeah. But it wasn't like so perfect. I, I posted the question, like, would you keep the stock or would you do the, the normal mods to it? And I think most people said they would keep it stock. Yeah, they were like, wow, I've never seen one yeah, like that. They've all been. I wouldn't want to drive it if it was stock they kind of drive shitty when they're stock you know what fully stock like yeah you need to like lower the front put some like bilsteins see that's why in a perfect world you would have the rally 914 yeah. next to the perfect 914 and you could like compare and contrast just like about a 2002 tii that might be a car too where it'd be really depending on condition you'd almost want to keep it you'd want to just buy the normal 2002 exactly and, and put, a, shit put an 80s three series or like 320 motor in it yeah. or whatever that and is newer you know, seats and yeah, yeah steering wheel and all yeah all that's all the fun stuff but then that's why had, i was so surprised about that one on bat that had a bunch of stuff done to it that but still got 70. 71 grand i thought that was purely bidding war there's no sense to be made uh, of that that's not the market how about rabbit gti yeah Oh, if you had a okay, perfect so original found, one, you, you found one that feel, was factory. Yeah, you couldn't touch you'd it. You'd feel so bad about it because how many of those are left? There's probably five in the U.S. That no, are, in the in that car, like if it was cherry, you know, forty thousand miles on it, uh, original, the cool seats and the shift, yes. the golf ball shifter, all this stuff. I wouldn't. If touch you it. fucked with it, you're losing all the value yes. in that car. Like it's these factory special models where it's really desirable to be able to get that feeling, like the factory 
feeling from the period, especially when most people modify them. Like yeah. most people take a rabbit GTI and modify the hell out of them. Exactly. So finding that real factory feeling is uh, worth a lot, and it's super rare. Yeah, and then if you find one with. 175,000 miles, but it has coilovers and exhaust, and that's fine. You know, you're getting and that. And it's a better driving car. Yeah. You're getting that kind of race yeah. feel. Just don't be the owner to do that to the car. Don't take the nice, nice one yeah. and paint your Sidewinder. <laughs> so sad about that. If you join so forums, you should join as Sidewinder. Oh, 76 that's Sidewinder. Sure. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. 79. 79. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, there are a lot of E34 M5s that are in cherry condition. Yes. Like, I feel like that's a class of car where people aren't modifying them like crazy. I think it's less than you think, but... I, a lot of the ones that I see on any ads on Bring a Trailer, they're pretty, they're pretty stock. Yeah. There are they're, they're, basically, like, one M5 a week on Bring a Trailer now, uh, E34s. E34, really? Every single week. Uh, it's one after another. And there, yeah. NSXs were doing that for a little while. Uh-huh. I think one's kind of one. Nine four four turbos. One went big, and then everyone was like, "Oh shit!" They come yeah. out of the woodwork. It's like, "Oh, let's do this." So, um, yeah, E thirty four M five. I I still think that that's a car that you don't mess with too much. And not that Art's doing that, but I don't. If I see one in an ad that has a list of mods, I'm totally over it. It's like I feel the same thing. way, and it's funny even looking at. These BMWs, when you're looking at strictly BMWs, when you see, you know, who's the most, who's the best tuner in the business? Like Dynan, right? Yeah. When you see the car with all the Dynan shit, it's still not worth as much no. as the stock one. Nope. You, you're kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like, is that stuff serviceable? It is, but you're still looking at but a car you that's have been, that question mark when it's you're been looking. tampered with. Yeah. It's been yeah. fucked with. I don't know. This could, I mean, you can argue this forever. Hushy Bushy, if you want to holler at us, you you know, you know best. We don't know. Um, next question? Yeah. Uh, Axel Jor. Uh, Alpha GTV versus BMW 2002 versus Lotus Cortina versus Datsun 510. Any year, any factory engine, but no Alpha GTAs, which would you choose? And won't hurt my feelings if it's not the Alpha. He has a picture of an Alpha. He has a he yeah he has a does he have a GTA or GTV right GTV yeah, I don't even know the difference. GTV. GTA is the aluminum body one, right? Uh, That's what the A stands for. Yeah. So the back in the seventies, the two point Trans Am two point five liter Challenger, whatever that was, the Alpha, the two thousand two, and the five ten, right? Yeah, I think. So I don't know. I've, I haven't what seen was like Lotus Cortina. 510, 510 Cortina, 2002 GTV. I got it, man. We're sitting right there, ready to race. A GTV is so hard to pass up. I think I would go GTV. Yeah. I saw one today, and that's where the picture that we posted. It was really, really clean. It was a step nose with great paint, you know, classic red with those five-star wheels. Am I the only one that thinks the step nose kind of looks like it's fucked up a little bit? Yeah, like not, it's, it's not a, my favorite. It's just sure. like, hey, what's wrong with the hood? I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, GTV would be my choice. I've never sat in a Lotus Cortina, so the rest of them I've actually sat in all those. And GTV has a really, like... A really cool interior compared to the BMW. Yeah, yeah. and it's small. It's, it's a really, really small, small car. Yeah. It's squat. It's low to the ground. It the roof is low. All that. Um, so I'd I'd say GTV, and I think it's gonna hold its value pretty damn well too. Um, what about you guys? Uh, I I go GTV. 
Exactly. Yeah, right. I'd go GTV too. Whoa, Lotus Cortina guy. Well, no, I mean, if you would have said uh, uh, Ford Escort Mark One, that's what I would pick. Okay, but Cortina's really close, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's just the rally heritage yeah. that gets me with the Escort and the Cortina. They kind of had that, but Cortina's a crazy rally history. Monte Carlo and everything. I mean, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I just it's the images in my head of the people flogging the that's what, the escorts that, uh-huh. that's and like just it. the the how well known they are for like running around Scotland or whatever. But I mean, it's like Lotus Cortina. The pictures of uh, what's his name going around racetracks with you know. Uh, on three wheels, Jim Clark or whatever. Uh, JP Sella goes on to say, oh, and thanks for the extra show. You're welcome. Our pleasure. <laughs> uh, Blaupunk275 says, uh, he kind of comments on that question. That's a far more complicated scenario. Let's talk about support, parts availability, et cetera. All those cars are pretty awesome, but 510 parts are getting scarce. Same with Alpha. I'm going to pass on the Lotus. I guess it's 2002 for me. Todd Future says 510 parts are everywhere. Everywhere, Todd. Uh, Axel comes back and says, I personally would love one of each, and I haven't had problems getting alpha parts, just the money to buy them. And then uh, SJ Delakia. Um, Blauplunk did just buy a 2002, too. Oh, well, then I guess he's going to get a 2002. Yeah. Uh, when's the next Coastal Range rally? My dad and I are waiting. Awesome podcast. You guys keep it up. Um, Who asked this? This is SJ Delakia. All right. Um, we have the route. We're thinking it's going to be the same time as last rally because it worked so well, and we have another expectant dad in the mix. So when is that? It's like uh, February, February, mid-February. Yeah, late February. Thir- so late? Late. late, late, late February. So it's a ways off. Basically. Ways off, but that gives you time to prep your car, buy your car, uh, make excuses at work, and it gives us time to, to, uh, to plan it. We need to plan it. It's going to be a three-day, two-night event. Um, Friday through Central, Sunday, essentially. Central California. Yep. And Friday it's going to be kind of like a one-way rally, so we're not we're not doing a. It's like a J. It's a A to B, not a A to A. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's a J, so we go back. We go back a little bit. Yep. Okay. And that's kind of how the other one was a little bit. We didn't. Uh, kind of, yeah. Do the whole thing. Yep. And so that is uh, Dave from Sports Car Adventures. That's his son. Oh, cool. So Emil's brothers. And he's the one of the MGBGT, right? Yeah. Yep. And cool. they've been running them. And uh, Dave was just hitting me up, and he's like, are you running the whatever this weekend? And uh, I said no. But And then Emil has rally. the TR8, like rally the green TR8, the V8. That, that is it a TR8 or a TR7? It's a V8, whatever it is. I yeah. Know. I think but it's a TR7. TR8. Oh, really? TR7. It's the wedgie one. Yeah. Well, what's a TR8? I is that know. not a thing? That might not I be a know. thing. But I, I always see that thing roaming around. And it's burbling and gargling and, you know, making they're, all the They're all, like, in the zone right now. They've got two MGB GTs uh-huh. that are running good. Uh, so Dave is into it. He's running all the rallies. I see all the videos. His two sons are running the rallies. Yeah. And then Emil's got his – he's got a few cars together. So they're, like – they're all in. Yeah, I saw they were on like the was the mother load the last one that just happened. Maybe something just happened. No, the fault line just happened. I mean, if you were of, you know, with enough time on your hands, you know, young children, and you have a little bit of money, why not just do all the rallies? Like with you don't even need that much money either. Not really. I mean, they're kind it's, of expensive, but you get a lot of for your money. You know, you get yeah. hotels and food and like once a month you go out there and you flog your car around with fun. People. Yeah, it's so fun. fun. It's rad, and yeah. it's like you know, there's so much benefiting doing it continuously. Like yeah, you yeah. know, you're just you're like figuring out the humming. little quirks on your car, yeah, you're and eventually you're all set up. Yeah, I think that sounds great. Yeah, 
Yeah, we and we don't do any of them. We just cause we, we always have to be together. We always hold hands, and I would be curious it's hard to, to get see us all together. If we point. could get people to do a one day, a half day rally, which I have planned from Santa Cruz uh, up the coast and through the mountains, if we could get enough people to do it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You think so? I mean, yeah. four of us <laughs> is a pretty good mix. We take one car though, right? No, we can, we can get a we could get a trade off the trade TSX. We could easily get like twenty to thirty to thirty cars. Okay. Here. Well, I have it. That's so. a bold claim, Lane. No, it's not. All right. We had 50 people show up to our uh, Cars and Coffee. 50 some odd people. Yep. I think we easily get 20 to 30 people. Okay. Well, we'll do it. If you're down, listeners. Right. Uh, check out our website, Amazon.com. <laughs> link. Yeah. Uh, buy a t-shirt. Buy a sticker. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you think. Rate and review the podcast. Yeah. We had a lot of ra- we had a lot of uh, rates Ra- and reviews rates the and other day. Because <laughs> I gave people free stickers. Oh, you incentivized them. Yeah. That's good. We'll you know, one time again. there was a uh, fuckers. There was a problem. I could give them something <laughs> for them to give us something. I think it was. And we v- already gave them this free podcast. It was in Vietnam. There was a problem with cobras, and so they did a thing where if you bring cobras in, they'll give you like five bucks a cobra. Well, people Snakes? started breeding cobras. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they got loose. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So they increased their cobras yeah, by yeah. asking for cobras. Well, what that's do they funny. expect? <laughs> so you incentivize people. Yeah. That's the next thing you get. All right. That's like when no, we were kids, no we would... Uh, we would hide my mom's keys because she knew she would give us a dollar. We knew she'd give us a dollar if we found her keys. So we oh, would just hide mom. her keys before we had to go. And then she'd be like, where are my keys? I'll give you a dollar if that you find them. So, oh, they just happen to be right Lane here. Lane is so trustworthy. You can find my keys anytime. Uh, shady. All right. Well, shady on that shit. note, shady shit. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Holler. We will buy your Cobras. <laughs> Peace. So that's buggering up my little Euro search. I mean, how many of those are there? There's, Three? There's one listed twice. <laughs>